ABC Listen. From Albertosaurus to Avaceratops, Zalmoxes to Zephyrosaurus, we're here to watch massive Mesozoic monsters compete in the greatest race of all time. Welcome to the Dino Dome! Each week, we watch on as two reptilian rivals duke it out for the Dino Dome Cup. But it's never easy. The race course is not your standard track. From creeks and caves to cliffs and coasts, anything goes in the Dino Dome. I'm your host, Amanda Shalala, and I'm joined by the Mesozoic master, paleontologist Tim Richards. Hello, hello. Let's get ready to roar. All the way from the early Jurassic, she's as long as a man, as tall as a camel, but twice as heavy. This long-necked lizard stands on four legs, makes some noise for the South African sauropodomorph Massespondylus. And from the late Jurassic, she's as long as two buses, as tall as a giraffe, and as heavy as a humpback whale. It's another long-necked lady. Let's hear it for the North American sauropod, the Plodicus. A family affair. What do you mean? Well, dinosaurs like Massospondylus are sauropodomorphs. They're the dinosaurs that came before sauropods. Uh, they're Diplodocus's ancestors. Wow. Who do you think will win, Diplo or Masso? I'm going to say Masso. She's faster than plodding Diplo. Let's see where this Jurassic genealogy will be racing today. Cement and glass. Cool lasers. Uh, look, bones. Lots and lots of bones. Are we in a cemetery? The arm bone's connected to the neck bone. The neck bone's connected to the huge jaws of razor sharp teeth. It's the skull of a T Rex. They're dinosaur bones. We're in a museum. It's your home turf, Tim. Indeed. It looks like our dinos will start in the entrance hall. They'll need to make their way through the natural history exhibits all the way to the paleontology section and then finish in the theatre for the space show. Let's get into it. On your marks. Get set. Dinos, go! Masso has shot ahead while Diplo brings up the rear. Oh, look out! Ouch! Diplo just ran into the model of the blue whale hanging from the ceiling. Do you think she's confused to see something bigger than she is? Oh no, she would have lived alongside much taller cousins like Brachiosaurus. Something's caught Diplo's attention. She's lowering her head and swinging her neck way off course towards the museum cafe? <laughs> What's on the menu today? Chicken nuggets? Certainly not. She's a herbivore. Plus, 
a dinosaur-eating chicken just feels wrong to me. It's like getting in a time machine to eat your future family members. Ugh. How about that leafy shrub in the corner? Bingo! Fibre-filled foliage. Look at her go. She doesn't even chew. It must be hard for her to eat with her head down like that. Doesn't she prefer munching on tall trees? No. Diplo lived in muddy wetlands. There weren't many tall trees around. What's the point in her having such a long neck, then? She can reach food all around her without taking a single step, like right now. It means she saves a lot of energy. It might be time to start using some Diplo. Let's wrap up snack time. Sauropods have very small brains. She's barely smarter than the shrub she's eating. Ugh, let's see where Masso's gotten to. Oh, no. She's lost in the Stone Age, the Paleolithic. She needs to get to the Jurassic. Masso's setting off all the displays. Whoa. The dome has unleashed a sabre-toothed tiger. No, no, it's part of the museum. It's another model. Tell that to Masso. Did she just give the tiger a thumbs up? <laughs> another sauropodomorph feature. Huge thumbs. She's almost permanently giving a thumbs up, albeit a threatening one. She's rearing up on her back legs and about to strike. She's all thumbs. What's she doing now? She's getting low to the ground. Are they eggs? A clutch of dinosaur eggs. Well, plastic ones. She looks like a bird tending to a nest. We think Masso probably cared for her young once they hatched too. Oh, looks like she's curling up with the eggs. That's very sweet and all, but between snack time and nap time, am I the only one in the dome that remembers this is a race? How is Diplo even going to fit through here? Was that Diplo? Yes, that was the wake-up call Masso needed. She's out of here and heading straight for the dinosaur exhibit. We're back on track. Let's check in to see what Diplo's gotten herself into. see the glass separating the entrance hall and the dinosaur exhibit. And she smashed right through. And gotten a massive lead. Lucky she's got thick skin. There's not a scratch on her. Diplo just needs to cross the room and she'll be through to the space theatre and onto the finish line. Well, easy does it, Diplo. It takes hundreds of hours to prepare these bones for display. Are you seeing this, Tim? Diplo looks like she's found another Diplodocus. Well, the skeleton of one. Well, I think she's trying to say something. Not sure how much she's going to get out of a bag of bones. Oh, no. What? But don't do it, Diplo. What is it? Well, Diplo has a very flexible tail. She can crack it super fast like a whip. We think she might have used it to communicate. Or as a defensive move. And she's looking pretty defensive about getting the silent treatment from this Diplodocus. No. It's 
okay, Tim. It's not like she can hurt the old dinosaur bones. Oh, no. No! Diplo is sending the skeletons flying with each crack of her tail. This is chaos! Oh, I can't watch. Masso is back. She's out of the Stone Age and into the Bone Age. She's dodging the falling fossils and legging it for the space show. <laughs> and with one last mighty tail whip, Diplo has shattered the Diplodocus skeleton into pieces and is following closely behind Masso. Hours and hours of work. <laughs> Won't somebody think of the paleontologist? Okay, Timmy, breathe through it. Ow! Diplo, will the indignities never end? Jeez, what's going on? It's her diet. She eats a literal ton of fibre every day. Ugh. Some scientists think sauropods farted over 500 million tonnes of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. Are you saying dinosaur farts caused global warming? Well, not today's climate, but back in the Mesozoic, yes. Farting sauropods would have kept the atmosphere swampy, shall we say. Nasso has entered the theatre. Diplo's head has moved in too. Her neck is disappearing through the doorway, but her body is too big to fit through. Let's get out of this rear view and see what's happening inside the space exhibit. Wow, this is so cool. It's a long, narrow theatre with rows and rows of chairs and a light-up ceiling. Masso is running down the length of the theatre. The lights and lasers don't seem to bother her. She's got laser focus. Masso's made it past the front row and now she's heading back up the aisle to the finish line. Meanwhile, Diplo can't even fit inside the theatre. The race is Masso's. Masso is almost there. She's... Hang on. Is this allowed? Diplo is stretching her neck over the seats right through the middle of the room. Oh, here comes Masso. But it's too late. Winner! The tip of Diplo's nose nudged over the line before Masso could make it. Well, this has taken winning by a nose to a whole new level. And it's second place for the sauropodomorph. Is she even allowed to finish the race if her body is still in the dinosaur exhibit? In section 86 of the Dino Dome rulebook, subclause 3C, any part of the first competitor across the finish line will result in a win, including, but not limited to, horns, noses, bony crowns, tongues and plumage. I hear you, Masso. Well, here's the action replay. Massospondylus took an early lead, running through the entrance hall and straight into the history exhibits, while Diplodocus got distracted by some leafy greens in the museum cafe. Masso's motherly instincts kicked in when she tended to a clutch of model dinosaur eggs. Diplo crashed into the lead. 
before wreaking havoc on a painstakingly curated dinosaur exhibit. It still hurts. Basso dodged the falling bones and dashed into the theatre, but took second place. Unfairly, I might add, to Diplo's long neck getting her over the line without even taking a step. I'm here in the ruins of the dinosaur exhibit with Diplo. How are you feeling? That was a rather unorthodox win. Good chat. Well, here's your trophy. Congratulations. Are you okay? <laughs> Diplo whipped the trophy out of my hands and Masso's taken off with it. Ah, the advantages of grasping hands. Run, Masso! You deserve the trophy. I think it's going to take a little while for Tim to forgive you, Diplo. Ugh. We'll catch you next time, Domers. Who will be racing and where will the Dome take them? Anything goes in the greatest race of all time, the Dino Dome. No dinosaurs were harmed in the making of Dino Dome, as they're all extinct. Therefore, all sounds were made by animals and people, including tigers, pigs, elephants and honey badgers. <laughs> yes, honey badgers. Dino Dome is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For more great podcasts to play, music to move and stories and soundtracks for sleep. Download the ABC Kids Listen app for free from your app store.